the most imp- what is the most important question we need to answer in life? Ooh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Jesus once came out with the question. And he said to his disciples, Who do I say I am? Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? The most important question we need to answer is, Who do we think Jesus is? Now, a number of people um, uh, have come out with various reflections on who Jesus is. Some famous folk, Billy Connolly. I can't believe in Christianity, but I think Jesus was a wonderful teacher. That's a very bad combination of Scottish and Irish, actually. But anyhow, moving on. I won't try any of the other accents, okay? Uh, I, I, I cut out the Elvis one because Elvis said, he's not the king. Uh, no, I'm not the king. Jesus is the king. That's what he said. Um, but this is Bono, you 2 all that stuff. I'll just read it briefly. It says, it's a defining question for Christians. I would say for anybody, who was Christ? I don't think you're let off easily by saying he was a great thinker or a philosopher. Because actually, he went around saying he was the Messiah. Because what we're thinking about today is he made some outrageous statements about himself. But that's why he was crucified. He was crucified because he said he was the Son of God. So either he was, in my view, was the Son of God or was he nuts? Forget rock and roll, Messiah complexes, I mean, delirium. Find it hard to accept that millions of lives, half the earth for 2,000 years, have been touched, have felt their lives touched and inspired by some nutter. That's what Bono said. I'm not the king. Jesus Christ is the king. I'm just an entertainer. Thank you very much. Elvis Presley. Sort of. (laughs) Who's the next person here? One of my heroes, C.S. Lewis, wrote Chronicles of Narnia, Land the Witch in the Wardrobe, said this. Famous words. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said wouldn't be a great moral teacher. He'd be either a lunatic on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg. Or else he'd be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman or something worse. This is the big question. Who is Jesus? And that's what we're thinking about over this summer period. Jesus makes claims about himself, which are incredible. Two weeks ago, I am the bread of life. I'm the very heart, the most ordinary thing, bread. But actually the most extraordinarily important, crucial thing. I am the bread of life. Then he said, I am the light of the world. If you want to know direction in darkness, I am the light. Today, I am the door is what we're thinking about today. I am the door. What does it mean for him to be the door? When he described himself as the door or another translation, the gate, what was he talking about? Well, he was talking about sheep, actually, because the picture around it was about sheep. Next week, we're going to find about I am the good shepherd. But this week, it's I am the door or the gate. What does that mean? Well, look, in Jesus' day, they used to have these things all over the place, all right? And actually, what we're going to do is we're going to recreate our own, our own sheepfold here. And they would, they would build it up. They would build up the, the sheepfold, right? Okay? So imagine this. is the sheep, and they think, right, we've got, we've got to put the sheep away. Sorry if I go into a slight sort of... Sort of, sort of 
you know, Somerset pirate accent, okay? And they would, they would build up the sheepfold. They'd put it all together. They'd put the old bricks together there and they'd get it in place. Sorry. <laughs> Just like my accents, you know? And thank you. Somebody, great Jenny. I love Jenny because she always laughs at my jokes. Um, nobody else does, but anyhow. That's fine. The, uh, there's a cap there. And they, they would build a shepherd for the, they would sheepfold for the sheep, Right? And it would be there. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Can you, can you experience it? They build these things all over the place. Get into it. Get into it. Go on, Colin. Get into it. It's great. He's loving it. He's loving it. Right, so here we are. We've got the sheepfold. They used to build the sheepfold to protect the sheep, all right? It sounds very simple, but they would build it like this. But there would be a gap. There'd always be a gap in there. And that gap would have to be filled because at night, when the sheep were in there doing all their thing. That sheep do, but gather together. Come on, kids, under ninety-five. <laughs> but whatever they would, they would be sheep. They would be vulnerable. You know, they would be vulnerable in that place of being stolen, particularly because they were a, a big asset that some people would have. They'd be gathered together. I might add, this still happens throughout the world that they have sheepfolds. And the sheep are in there. They're gathered together in the sheepfold. And the shepherd used to sleep in the door. Would you sleep in the door? We're gathering the door to guard the sheep. So Jesus is saying the shepherd who cared for his sheep is the door. No one can come in and no one can go out. It's a place of safety, a place that... When the sheep were in, they would be safe because they knew there was someone in charge. Someone who was caring. Someone who was looking after everything that needed to be looked after. And so as we've been thinking, Jesus says, I am the door. What does that mean? If you like, the the, the safety and security, what does that mean? You see, in the beginning, God created the earth. He created actually us to be his children. He created us to have an open door. The door was always open. We could go in and see him all the time. Adam and Eve right at the beginning spent time. They used to walk in the garden together. They just spent time. It was like an open door. It's the most amazing thing when when you have an organization where they just say it's an open door. I don't know whether you worked. I've worked for a variety of bosses over the years. And there's somewhere you have to look on the door. But then there's the others with the open door. There's a sense you can go in there and you know that it's going to be a place where you're going to be listened to and understood. And it's like that was the relationship that God had with the world. But the sad thing was that we, he gave us in that love and that joy that he gave and liberty and free will. He gave us a choice and we decided we, we could do things better. As a thing called sin came into the world. And the problem was that as a result of that, we experienced effectively a closed door. Suddenly there was a door which we, was, a, was a problem between us and him. And we couldn't get through. We couldn't connect to this God anymore. And the whole of the glorious thing of the, the Bible is this story of God's love to the world. That this closed door where we're thinking, how can I get to God? And we try and find different ways to get round and in and over. We can't get to God. But the glorious thing is that God in his love sent Jesus. And Jesus came and he says, I am the door. He came to the lost sheep 
And he came and he gave access by dying on a cross, by rising again. If you like, the door was opened again. You know, one of my favorite images of a door is my dad's study. My dad was a vicar. The minister used to get up very early in the morning, earlier than I get up. So I feel quite challenged about that. But I always remember I used to come down in the morning and his door was always open. And I used to go in there from when I was very small and he was there and he was usually reading his Bible. And I used to go up to him and I used to sit on his lap. Even when I was about 15 I know it sounds really silly, but when I was old and should know better, you would think. And I'd hope even at 60, I would understand that God as Father says, I have an open door to you. And I can go and sit on his lap. It's not like going to a board meeting and he's sitting, it's all nice. And I sit at one end and, and I, I give him my, my, my request for the day. Which is often how we see God, don't we? But he says, I am the door because I'm inviting you in to something gorgeous. Into, yes, number one, eternal safety. Because if you believe and trust in me, you can know purpose and life and direction and eternal safety. But also you're invited into this gorgeous adventure with him. Wherever we go. Wherever it might be, on Barnet High Street, might be into the middle of London, might be to Abu Dhabi, wherever it might be, we can go in knowing that we can have an open door to the presence. But the only way we can do it is through Jesus. Because one of the things really interesting, it says, he didn't say, I am a door. And a lot of people say, well, Jesus is just one door amongst many. But the most incredibly challenging statement that Jesus makes, he says, I am the door. And elsewhere, I'm, we're going to discover the way, the truth, the life in a few weeks' time. I am the good shepherd. I am the one. And we have to examine that statement for ourselves and say, is it true? Is he really who he claimed to be? Is he really the son of God? For those of us that have, and it's been, you know, even with what David and Sam said, they discovered that. This Jesus is enough. He is the door to life eternal. But also he's the the, the door to an incredible life beyond that. You know, I love that picture there. In some ways it's the door, something exciting out there. Anything could happen. And there's a sense that that is what we are invited into. And we do that because Jesus has broken through in the cross. In dying on the cross for us. And um, what is, is lovely is, you see, so often when we think of entry to new things, as I said already, we might think it's a bit more like this. The bouncer at the door. Someone's saying, have you, you, you got the, you've, got, have you got all your credentials? You know, have you, have you got your ticket? Have you got the right things? Are you... Are you the right person? Have you, you know, if you, do you know? Well, you know, the point is, is that's the most amazing thing, that we do have the means to get through because of Jesus. There's no doorman because Jesus has provided the way. We don't have to do anything. We just have to say it's been done in Jesus. Now, for those of us, many of us here would say, we're Christians, we understand this, and we go, great. Well, number one, just... 
So the chance is to say, thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you so much that effectively in what you did when you came on the cross, you became the door. You became the door. You became the means by which you open your hands out, your arms out, and you invite us in. But there may be some people here as well. We always give opportunity for people who think, I don't understand this, but actually, you know, I, I don't feel secure. I don't know where I'm going when I die. Jesus says to you, you can know that. He says, come. Trust in me as the door. It says the amazing things. It goes on in verse 10, the one after that one we learned earlier. It says the thief, talking of the devil, and he kills, he, he, he kills and destroys. I have come, Jesus said, that you might have life. Life in all its fullness. Now we know that following Jesus is not going to be a bed of roses. We know it. Any of us who's been a Christian for any length of time knows it's going to be easy. But we know that we know there's someone there who's been there and done it and will walk with us in the midst of it. So an invitation twofold, which is here. One is, if you don't know Jesus, I'd love to chat to you afterwards. We have some great little booklets at the back called Why Jesus, which explains about Jesus as the door and how we can know him for ourselves. But then also, if we've known Jesus and know him, just be encouraged that he is our security. He is our life. He is the one that has given us that promise of life forever, evermore, but also will walk with us and be with us. And maybe for some of us, we need to walk back in and say, I trust you again. I trust you in my life and what that might bring and what it might mean.